sports fans, welcome to Viking 360. It's episode 125, Mike Rubin, joined by Brian Johnson. And Brian, in this episode, we talk about a little bit of everything, beginning with the uh, wrapping up the basketball season. Yeah, and a great episode, Rube. Like you said, a little bit of everything. The weather's been that way this week, too. A little bit of everything. So we're excited to get started on this episode. And basketball uh, really talks about what a good season both teams had, Lady Vikings and uh, the boys team, uh, four in told, uh, making All-State honor. So uh, great uh, great for both of those teams. Yeah, and all of those players will be coming back. We had a junior and a sophomore for both the Vikings and the Lady Vikings. That should make uh, John Kennedy and Derek Mullins excited about next year. All right, Lady Vikings softball, they took the week off for spring break. They have a record of 3-3. Three and three. They get back into action on Monday playing at Parkersburg South. And you had an interview with the Lady Viking catcher. Yeah, junior Maya Casto. She's filling the shoes of uh, Grace Walsh, uh, an athletic catcher who went on uh, is now playing at Potomac State, I believe, Rube. And uh, Maya really uh, taking on uh, that uh, position, and she's excited uh, to pick up where Grace left off. All right, Viking baseball. Ripley is off to a 4-4 four and four season. They had sort of an up-and-down week, but one of the up games uh, was the other night against Spring Valley, and uh, Viking sophomore Gatlin Donahue had a big game, and we had a conversation with him following that victory. Rube, that'll be a night Gatlin Donahue will remember for the rest of his life, uh, laying down a clutch squeeze bunt to score a run and then coming in in relief in a really tough spot to get uh, three outs to close that game out. What a night for him. And a big game coming up on Saturday as the Vikings will square off with the Ravenswood Red Devils. That game begins at 3 o'clock at Viking Park. Always fun when Wes Swain brings his team uh, to Viking Park, and I think uh, our guys will be ready for that challenge and be looking to get back in the winning column. All right, uh, on track track and field, the Lady Vikings are coming off a uh, – uh, a great effort up in Parkersburg. They tied for first in an eight-team meet up at Parkersburg High, and there were eight, uh, seven schools there that were all larger than Ripley, yet the Lady Vikings tied for first in that competition. Also, our congratulations to uh, Crystal and Jason Cunningham. They coached the team. Uh, Crystal and Jason, along with little Owen, welcomed a new member to the family. We welcome uh, Oakley Ray. I'm sure she's going to be a Viking 360 fan. And, Rube, you know that they got another coach. They now have four coaches in that family, that track and field team, of both two boys, two girls. So congratulations to them. And the Tracksters will be competing on Saturday down at Cabell Midland. Tough place uh, to go uh, compete, of course, Rube, but wow. Uh, has our track team really taken off and become something special over the years? And I certainly expect they'll be in the mix on Saturday. And uh, like the uh, softball team, the tennis team took the week off for spring break, but they get back into action on Tuesday with the match up at Parkersburg. They have a tough week uh, next week, Rube, after you said taking a week off. So Tuesday will be an important match for them to get some momentum as they head into three matches uh, throughout next week. And when you head to those sporting events this spring, you want to wear Viking apparel brought to you by RipleyVikings.com. T-shirts, hats, sweats, whatever you need, you can get it at RipleyVikings.com. And don't forget the coupon code VIKING360 to get 15% off of your next order. Here we go. Four Ripley High basketball players earned recognition on the West Virginia Class AAA All-State teams. For the Vikings, junior Luke Johnson was second-team All-State, 
and sophomore Brady Anderson received honorable mention. For the Lady Vikings, junior McKinnon Hall received honorable mention. And as we hear from Mike Rubin, sophomore Sophie Nichols is the first team All-Stater. All right, we are talking with Lady Viking basketball sophomore Sophie Nichols. And Sophie, first things first, congratulations on making a first team Class AAA All-State. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, tell me... Uh, Tell me about uh, everything that it takes to make an All-Stater. I mean, the, yeah, I know you put a lot of time in season and and out of season into playing the sport of basketball. Uh, describe that for me, if you will. Yeah, um, it takes a lot of work. Um, I've always heard the saying, like, if you want to be average, then you can just put in a little bit of work and you'll be average. But if you want to be the best player, if you want to be the best player in the state, then you have to put in that extra work if you want to be real good and elite, as people call it. And um, I knew from last year, I knew that I wanted to play college basketball, and I knew that this year was like my junior year is really a big time to like I need to put in the work and stuff. So um, this coming year, well, last year during season, um, after basketball practice, I would go and I would shoot for like an hour and a half after school with my dad and McKinnon Hall and her dad. And they rebounded so many balls. I don't even, I mean, I bet their arms hurt afterwards because it was so much every single day. And then I would go home and I would use the recovery bits that I got just to recover my legs and stuff because I would be dead afterwards. And just like not even putting in the extra work and like shooting and stuff after practice, like there's so much more that comes into it. Like what you want watch what you eat and stuff like coming home drinking a protein shake or coming home and just eating a peanut butter sandwich before I go to bed every single night it's just like the little things that go into it that make those elite players elite and uh, Sophie uh, you averaged uh, 16 points a game this year and a lot of those um, came from the free throw line which a lot of people consider maybe a lost art when it comes to basketball but you had an exceptional year at the foul line. Tell me how much time you spend on free throws. Well um, I knew that free throws can cost you games. I mean, like, you'll watch college basketball games and it'll come down to the last bit and it's like, counts on that person to make that shot. And I know as a, personally, that if it came down to a game like that, I want to be the one that can step up at the line and make those free throws. So, um, while that hour and a half as we shoot, I have to make 50 free throws straight in a row before I can leave the gym. And I'll stay there all night until the next day of school until I make those 50 free throws because I want to make sure when I get in the game, I can knock them down. That's pretty amazing. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, you had some really good numbers this year, but uh, if you had to look at things, I know you're always uh, wanting to get better and to improve. What do you want to work on uh, between now and next basketball season? What do you want to improve upon? Um, my main goal is to just like get stronger and bigger because I know like if I drive in and there's like a bigger girl underneath, then like if I get knocked down, like I can I knock down pretty easily because I'm like kind of scrawny and stuff but so I need to really focus on lifting weights and getting in the gym and getting stronger is my main goal. Okay well Sophie congratulations on on quite an honor uh, it was great to see uh, your name on there as well as, and your teammate uh, McKinnon Hall making uh, honorable mention as well. Yes that was awesome I'm so glad that it was us too on there thank you so much Joe I really appreciate it. The Viking tennis team has one match in the books, and head coach Steve Hunt is encouraged by what the future might hold for the Viking netters. All right, joined now by uh, Viking 
tennis head coach, a former Lady Viking head coach for 10 years, and now a couple of stints as the head coach of the Viking tennis team. Steve Hunt joins the broadcast. Uh, Steve, uh, coach, I should say, thanks for being with me. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, the time. <laughs> Tell me about this tennis team. Um, you know, this is a sport that doesn't get a ton of, of uh, coverage uh, from a perspective of newspaper and television and all that. But, man, what a great sport it is and what an athletic sport it is. Yeah, that's one thing I really try to build with the kids and to get more kids out is, like, it's a lifetime sport. I mean, I can still go out and play with my kids some and go out and hit around. So it's not like basketball where you got to jump around and stuff. So it's a, it's a sport that you can play the rest of your life. How much fun is it for you to coach these kids? I mean, I know how much you love being a head coach. You did a fantastic job, all-time winningest head coach in school history uh, for the Lady Vikings. And I know it kind of gets your blood flowing a little bit. To be back uh, as the head coach, you're the assistant coach of the boys' team for the last few years. Uh, but being the head coach is a different responsibility. Yeah, tennis, it's a whole different animal than basketball. It's just a whole different type of sport and stuff, but I love it just because of that atmosphere and stuff and a whole different type of kid. They're all really good kids. They're fun to coach. Uh, it does. It gets your competitive spirit going a little bit, and that's one thing I'm trying to get and still my kids is, just, is to be competitive. You know, it's a sport we're keeping score and stuff, and, you know, to have a chance to win, and especially in our region, is really, really difficult is – just to learn to compete because life, you're competing in everything in life. So it's really something I'm trying to instill in them. You seem to have a good demeanor for tennis. It doesn't, you don't want to get too high, too low, kind of stay in the middle uh, throughout your match. How does that help uh, coach them and how does that help your team? That's, I've had some kids that are hard to coach that thing. They just, just like get upset over a point and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And tennis is a, a sport you can't play mad. If you're mad and things don't go well, you're you're done. I mean, it's just you might as well just put put your racket in your bag and go on because it is a game you have to play point to point. And that's what a lot of times in games, <clears throat> you you know you can be down six one or whatever in in games and still come back and win. And I've seen a lot of kids do that, but you have to have that mentality to play point to point. And that's one thing I've really tried to work on with boys in in the basketball as well is you know there's adversity is going to come and you have to learn to handle that and keep your level mindset and not get too high get too low and that like you said and and stuff and just learn to you know to handle things that when things are go bad just stay right level tell me about your coaching style um jenny soul was my assistant coach and she's it's a souls are a tennis family. I mean, they've her sons played for years and were really good, and a couple of them went to state tournament and did really well. And she helps me with middle school tennis as well, volunteers with me in that. And she's a great lady to have around, great mindset with the kids. Kids love her and stuff, so she's good. And then Jameson's helping out when he can get there when he's not doing stuff with basketball, so he can actually go out and play with them a little bit and hit a little bit more than than me and Jenny can, so it's good to have him there as well. You're off to a good start. You uh, got a win the other day. Uh, tell me about uh, the season getting underway and what you expect out of your club this year. Yeah, we played Spring Valley last week, and uh, both boys and girls won, which is good because in this region, wins are very hard to come by. Uh, everybody won that played. I had to forfeit a couple matches on the boys' side. That, uh, they weren't there, but uh, my girls' team – we we have some pretty good girls uh, all the way 
uh, from one even into the bottom. I mean, all my exhibition kids and stuff, they're all all good players. But my number one's Torin Scholl. Um, she, I coached her in middle school, and she has that fire to her. She loves to compete and loves to win. Uh, sometimes you have to – realm we're in a little bit you know to calm her down and stuff but that's good that the she you know she's competitive and she's probably in all the years that i've been helping with tennis since i've been here she's probably the best player that we've had uh she's really really good but the sad thing is our region the state champs have been out of our region the last four years and uh or maybe maybe more than that uh they've come out there for a long time but you know the only four get to go and you got huntington and cabell midland and Hurricane, Parkersburg, all those kids, they're year-round players all the time. And Torin is too, but just, she's definitely one of the top ten players in the state. It's just we're in such a tough region. Uh, then on down, we got Annie Pearson, uh, Lauren Bailey, and Rory Holmes is my other single girls. Uh, good players. Three of them are seniors. Lauren's a, fresh, or a sophomore. And uh, they said if we were in a different region, we would have a very good team. How much uh, how much fun is it to compete against those, those big schools, though, Coach? Because you really go into it with a mindset of nobody expects us to be able to win. Uh, so let's leave it all on the line. Yeah, that's you know it's a big speech I had with the beginning of the year with my team is you know nobody expects us to win and it's going to be very you know realistically it's going to be hard for us to win. But you go in and compete, you never know they could be having a bad day and something goes wrong because I've seen it in a lot of tennis players that when things go wrong, they don't like it. And and that's where you can realm in and, you know, go in and stuff. That's when you know, Jameson played. He was really good at that, getting in people's heads. And he got the state tournament a couple of years, and we had some other girls and stuff. But that's one thing you just got to learn to hang around and and just learn to compete. You know, and like I said, our region is super, super competitive. I mean, you know, all the way up through one through four doubles teams. Uh, so I've told him you just I want him to learn to have fun, learn to play, but at the same time learn to compete. Coach, you've been you've been coaching girls sports for a while. You, like I said, you coached uh, our basketball team, ladies basketball team for ten years. You coached tennis, which is both boys and girls. Is it fair to say that girls sports are dominating Ripley High School right now? You look at we got a tennis player who's fantastic. We had a great run in, in lady Viking basketball this year. Softball team's good. Ladies track team's good. What is it about Lady Sports Ripley High School that's been so good here lately? That's a good question. I don't, we're just going through a, a little stretch here of good, good athletes and girls, and uh, at that, and that's awesome to see see things, see teams win at Ripley, and then especially the girls. You know, where I never ever thought I would coach girls. You know, twenty years ago, but that's where God led me, and that's where it was, and I loved it. I mean, they were awesome to coach, and I was lucky to have great players that wanted to play and we played a lot and we were really good and it's good to see where we're doing that in the track team a couple state championships a couple years ago and stuff and that's something you never think you'd see at Ripley is a track stakes championship so just hopefully you know other sports will keep hanging in there and stuff and we'll start winning as well. Coach best of luck to you this year and I hope you guys make it into the state tournament as well this season. All right appreciate it Brian. This junior is excited about her role behind the plate for the Lady Vikings softball this season. Here's Brian Johnson's conversation with Maya Casto. All right, welcome back to Ripley High School. Joined now by Lady Viking junior Maya Casto, standout on the softball field. Maya, thanks for being with me. 
I'm happy to be on here. So, Lady Vikings, uh, you've lost a couple in a row, and you've had uh, a little break here, but uh, off to a pretty solid start so far. Yeah, I mean, you win some, you lose some, but we're going to bounce back. Ultimately, the only thing that matters really is the end of the year, right? I mean, you guys got off to a great start last year. I think you were 12 or 13 and one, maybe, uh, and uh, made a good run late in the season. But ultimately, you build for sectional and regional play. Yes, that is the main goal. and We're really hoping to win it this year. You guys play a tough schedule. You know, I look at um, up and down your schedule. You've got, you know, 4A schools on there, what would be 4A in basketball, but schools that are just massive in size and always have these big, very talented teams uh, that are deep that we have to compete against. How do you think that pays off for you guys uh, after you face those teams and then once you get into uh, postseason play? It pays off because it ultimately it just makes us better. I mean, these great teams, I mean, they show us our weaknesses and our strengths and what to work on so we can be ready to play against the um, better teams in regionals. So Coach Swisher decided to put you behind the plate. Uh, big shoes to fill, Maya, and you've done a fantastic job so far. Grace Walsh was uh, a great uh, catcher for the Lady Vikings for a few years and you know, you're kind of the same mold as her, uh, very athletic, uh, able to, to swing the bat very well, much like Grace did. Uh, and I think Coach Swisher feels like the sky's the limit for you. Yeah, um, I hope so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How much pressure is it for you following Grace? I know, I know that she was uh, very well respected on the team and, uh, you know, her leadership and the way that she played. Oh, it's – I compare myself a lot. It's a lot of pressure, but it honestly helps me because of – I try to strive to be just as good as she was. So what? So what's your favorite part of softball? Do you like you like catching? you like hitting? Uh, wh- what part of it really uh, kind of gets you going the most? I would have to say catching. That's always been my favorite thing about it. You got a rocket arm back there, don't you? You like uh, you like trying to throw people out. Yes, I do. Um, tell me the mindset back there. I mean, you're you're responsible for so much. I don't think people really realize you're kind of the quarterback of the whole situation out there on defense. You're calling pitches. Uh, you're keeping an eye on base runners. Uh, you're trying to keep your pitcher locked in. Do you feel that responsibility? Is that something that you enjoy? Yeah, I do, actually. I mean, I've always enjoyed kind of being the leader. And so being back there and knowing that I can, like, help at any play and just be involved in it, it's just exciting. You guys got so close last year, Maya. You uh, made it to regional play and ended up losing to the eventual state champion. How has that motivated you in the offseason leading into this year? It's made us work harder. It really has. I mean – we hated that feeling after losing that last year. So we just, we've worked so much harder this year to make sure that that does not happen again this year. If you had to point to one thing uh, that would maybe get the Lady Vikes over the top and get you into the state uh, tournament, what do you think that would be? Oh gosh. Um, I'd say probably it's a lot of people's mindsets. It's nerves. It's anything. If we could just get into the every single game, and not get our heads down, I think we could – it's 
I don't know. I think we could just be the best because we everyone just gets in their own heads and then they get down. But I think we just need to stay up. So tell me uh, before I let you go, you have any quirky superstitions that you have to follow before every game? I love to hear these. There's some really interesting ones that, you know, certain, I think Grace last year told me that she had to, didn't wash her socks or something for the entire part of the season. I'm always fascinated by what makes you tick uh, when you're off the field. Oh gosh. Um, I don't know if I have anything. <laughs> you just I like don't... to play, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I do have anything. Well, Maya, look, best of luck to you. You're off to a great start. You're hitting the ball well playing great behind the plate we're excited for for what uh, is in store for you this year and then also the lady vikings thank you i appreciate that mountaintop media is the official live stream provider of ripley high school athletics mountaintop media offers a variety of services including logo design photography videography audiovisual setup consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. Viking baseball is concentrating on playing small ball this season. Head coach Shane Castro explains the situation. It's been pitching staff by committee for you so far. You got some young guys. Uh, Cade Good got the start on Monday night. Uh, Donahue came in, pitched two innings of uh, scoreless relief, and then Curry as well, two innings to finish that off. Both of those guys had three strikeouts. So your pitcher's doing a nice job finding the strike zone for you. They they really have all. Um, you know, like you said, we're, we're kind of going by committee. And, you know, that's something that Coach Cummings and I talked about a lot offseason. Um, you know, we don't really have that clear-cut number one guy right now. Um, we're starting to realize, you know, we like Don, having Donahue available and Curry available to come in relief. They have a lot of strikes. And, you know, to have those guys late in the game, you know, we like that. And that's, that's very important for us. Um, you know, they – they have a lot of guts when they go out there and, you know, they're, they don't really overpower anybody, but they're not afraid to throw it in there and, and let them make some what we want. And, uh, but as a whole, you know, we really, even, even you know, I've, I've talked to our guys about it and a few people in the community and, and stuff, and we didn't pitch bad that day. They just hit really, really well. They hit good pitches that we made, you know, so we haven't pitched horrible at all really this year. Um, missed some spots here or there, but overall, I've, I'm very pleased with our pitchers. Coach, how difficult is it to get young pitchers to pound the strike zone and trust your defense behind you? It, you know, it's, it, it is at first, um, but, you know, once they we, – we just have to talk about pitching with confidence and, you know, try to instill in them that we want something to happen in three pitches, whether that be three strikes and they're, they're dragging their bat back to the dugout or whether they're putting it in play and, and getting ground balls on – we, we just try to instill in them that we want them to put it in play. You know, our guys will look at me whenever I tell them I don't care if we hit a home run all year and I don't care if we strike a guy out all year and they look three heads. But, you know, <laughs> I want the ball hit hard and I want us in the dugout quick, you know, and the best way to make that happen is 
let them put it in play. You know, now obviously we can't throw it over the middle of the plate. We don't have any 90 plus mile an hour guys, but you know, if we'll pitch on the black and, and high school hitters will get themselves out. And I really like our defense. We're really athletic. Um, you know, so if we can do that and get in the dugout and we're swinging it fairly, good things will happen. Coach, let's talk about your offense a little bit. Small ball for you, really, when you look at the statistics. You have 57 hits. You're batting 322. 50 of those hits are singles. You have 19 stolen bases and a 90% stolen base percentage. Uh, you guys play small ball. I don't think there's any question about that. Haven't really knocked the fences down, and obviously we haven't put any over the fence either, and that's okay. Um, we've top to bottom um, – we're as athletic as we've been in a while. And, you know, we got some guys that can run, you know, um, Brett and Isaiah at the top of the lineup. When both of those guys are on base, we can do a lot of things. Um, you know, Isaiah is, you know, got very, very good speed. Um, Brett's not as fast as Isaiah, but his, his baseball IQ is higher. So, you know, but so those guys complement each other well. Run and, and take some extra bases and steal a little bit and drop some down and, it's not, not so much, um, you know, I'm not a huge small ball guy, but we've got a team that on that, so we'll adapt a little bit and try to create, and, you know, good things, good things have happened for us so far through six games. Ripley High Baseball picked up a dramatic win over Spring Valley on Wednesday at Viking Park. Pitcher and infielder Gatlin Donahue played a key role in the 5-4 victory over the Timberwolves. The Viking sophomore talks about laying down a successful squeeze bunt before taking the mound and nailing down the final three outs. All right, we're talking with uh, Viking Gatlin Donahue. A big game tonight as the Vikings uh, come from behind and knock off the Spring Valley Timberwolves. First, let's talk about the uh, bunt in the sixth inning. Uh, describe that play for us where you knock in a key run for the Vikings. Well, we were down by two, and their coach called time. And uh, me and Coach Casto just met up between third, and he said he needed a bunt down the first baseline. So we were just trying to squeeze that run in there. And do you is that something that you work a lot on, the bunting situations? Um, not a lot. <laughs> uh, I think that's about the first time I've ever bunted in a game. <laughs> but, but it came at a good time. Man. Yes, sir. All right, now we go to the uh, seventh inning, and uh, Spring Valley loads up the bases, no outs. They're trailing by one, and you're called upon to pitch. So what goes through your mind when you're called on to pitch in a difficult situation like that? You know, obviously, you know, you're nervous in a spot like that, but you just I just had to have confidence in my defense behind me and hope to get some ground balls and fly balls to get some outs. So out number one. Strikeout. Yes, sir. Uh, just great pitch calling from uh, Coach Cummings and Brett behind the plate. It just worked out perfectly. Out number two, strikeout. Yes, sir. Once again, just great pitch calling from both of them, and it just came in in a great spot. So now you come in there, uh, bases are still loaded, and you're, you uh, go to a full count, I believe it is, on the Spring Valley hitter. And uh, what are you thinking on that last pitch? Um, I was nervous because I wasn't getting many calls just outside. I just couldn't find my right spot. But finally on full count, I just got him to hit a fly ball to center, and we all knew it was over with Isaiah out there. Just there's a ball out there. He'll catch it. Very good. Gadlin, congratulations on, on a key win for you. Thank you, Ruth. Take care. You too.
Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.